that I have something really big news. Will someone remind me of that? Say amen. Wow. Well, I brought my white Porsche. My white Porsche is here today. Y'all know I have a white Porsche. And she's here with me today. Okay? Uh, now, someone told me at Bell's, said, you can't say that in California. I have a white Porsche. We're married. She belongs to me. I belong to her. Why can't I say that? She's my wife. I love my wife. I have a white Porsche. And she's here today. So I'm happy that she could come today. And I have some fantastic news. Unbelievable news. Are you ready? Say yes. I get a phone call about a month ago. It's unreal. I'm working. I get on the phone. This person says, I would like to congratulate you because you have won two and a half million dollars. How crazy is that? But it's going to cost me $999 to get it. (laughs) They had no idea who I was, okay? It was crazy. It was crazy. But hey, uh, Memorial Day, my dad served in the Navy, you know, and uh, for all you veterans today that serve, yeah, I'm appreciative. I love the liberty that I have in America. I love the liberty I have in my home, but I love the liberty I have in Christ. We have liberty in Christ because we're in America. I'm not going to speak to you today about... Memorial Day. I've got something else. Is that okay? Gary said that's okay. That's what he's doing. Is it all right? I want to talk to you just a little bit about a very familiar passage that's in each of the four Gospels. You all know it. I thought I did. I thought I knew it. But there's some stuff in there that, boom! Wow, I've never seen that. Can I do that with y'all? And maybe you can take something home with you. Out of a very familiar passage, what's happening here is that Jesus feeds a multitude of people. Bible says 5,000. Which in itself is a miracle. Feed that many people at one lick. But that didn't count who? The women or the children. So there could be 15,000 people, some say, out in a desert place with nothing to eat. Now, what happens prior to them going to the desert place is another story. And what happens after this is over is another story. But I want to look specifically at what happens at the feeding of 5,000 that I never noticed Father, I ask you to help me right now in Jesus' name to speak in love and in the authority of your written word. And I ask it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say, Amen. So help me right here. Uncounted and broken. Here's the scene. Jesus finds out his cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. So he goes with his disciples off to a desert place. There's nothing there. Not a thing there. 
But the crowd won't leave him alone. They're following Jesus. Is this crowd following Jesus? Are we following Jesus? Are you following him to, if you're in a desert place, are you following Jesus? Well, they did. And you know what? That's where they needed to be, in a desert place. So that's what's happening right now. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, to a desert place. After what things? Who's just been killed? John the Baptist. Let's look at. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And you know what? Jesus didn't say, leave. It ain't going to work. I'm hurting. It's not going to work. And Jesus won't do that to you either. He won't turn you away. It doesn't matter. His plate won't get too full for anyone in here. He'll take you just like you are. Isn't that wonderful to see that? Isn't that a beautiful thing? There were 5,000 people, the book says, but that didn't count the women and the children. This is going to get really interesting because this is one of the most preached passages in the book. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come to him. He says to Philip, well, how are we going to feed all these people? How's that going to work? And watch what happens. Jesus shows compassion. Next verse, Roger. Here we go. And this he said to prove him because Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Did Jesus know there was going to be a crowd? Yes. Did he know it was going to be 15,000 people? Yes. Did he know there wouldn't be anything to eat? Did he know? Yes or no? He knew that. That's what this verse says. Jesus is in control. Is Jesus in control in your life? Is he controlling your life? Wow. Let's look at the next verse. Philip answers him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them could have how much? Just a little bit. That's six months of salary. Won't feed the crowd if they get just a nibble. If you go to eat, do you want just a nibble? These people are passing out. They're hungry. They've got to have something to eat. Hey, next verse. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, says... One brother brought the other brother to Jesus. This guy, Andrew, this guy, Andrew, brought Simon Peter to Jesus. I never thought of that. I never thought of that. His brother loved his brother enough to bring him to Jesus. Do you love your brother enough to bring him to Jesus? I think that's fantastic, y'all. That's how much he loved him. And your pastor does a thing on brotherly love. And this is a prime example right here of one brother loving enough to say, look, I want to introduce you to the Savior that I know. I think we need to do that. If we're a church that loves Jesus and loves that's what that's all about. That's a prime example right there. Beautiful. But this same Andrew that brought Peter to Jesus, 
brings who? A little lad. He brings a little lad to Jesus. Okay, now I'm good with that so far. That's what I'd always heard. He's a little lad. But guess what? He wasn't counted. He wasn't part of the 5,000 men, or was he? No, he wasn't counted. He wasn't part of the 5,000. He goes with the women and the children. So if you're in your ministry at Fellowship Church, and your name's not up in the lights, that doesn't mean you're not important. Without this child bringing his bread and his two fishes, folks, there ain't no miracle. It ain't going to happen. It took somebody that wasn't even counted for this to ever happen, right? He was how big? He was a little lad. This is crazy. He has five barley loaves. Now, barley, I'd never thought about it. Barley in that day is peasant food, so they didn't have a whole lot. But what he had was enough. Whatever you have, wherever you are, whatever you have is enough to bring to Jesus. That's enough. Say, Lord, here it is. It may not be the job you want, but that's okay. Bring what you have to Jesus. And they mix barley with oats and stuff, and they make horse food. He brought the Savior of the world barley, peasant food, horse feed. Boy, what a lesson for us. Bring what you got. It's okay. If you're a Mercedes or a moped, it don't matter. Bring what you got and give it to the Savior. Here, I lift it up to you, Lord. Use it. Use it. And I'm bringing two fish to go with it. He was uncounted, and the barley is peasant food. Next verse. And Jesus says, make them sit down. I never really thought about this. Never really thought about this when the preachers are preaching and it goes right by me. He said to make them sit down. There's much grass there, so they sat down. The men is about 5,000. But he set them down in groups of 50. Now, if we got 5,000 men plus 1,000 women and children, 5,000, I said 5,000, and then you've got 1,500 people there. That's a lot of people to sit down. Would it take any time to sit that many people down? In groups of 50. Why in groups of 50? Somebody tell me. Why would Jesus say, sit them down in groups of 50? You know, I thought about that. Sometimes, I think that probably would have taken a pretty good chunk of the day. Get that many people to sit down in groups of 50, okay? Some miracles do take time. And you may not be positioned where you need to be today to receive what God has for you. You you may need to be moved over here. You may need to work this relationship here before you can receive what God has. That's a real lesson in that verse. And I never thought about it. Make them sit down in groups of 50. These people are passing out. They've got to eat something. 
And Jesus takes the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to who? To the people? No, he gave it to the disciples. Well, if Jesus don't minister to me, I ain't going to eat. Well, you're going to starve. Because God uses people to minister to people. That's who he uses. There's people here that will love you, that will minister with you, to you, for you, and with you. Right here at Fellowship Church. They'll love the pants off you if you're not careful. You have to keep your guard up. I'm telling you. But this is a beautiful thing. He gives it to the disciples, and the disciples gives it to them that were set down also the fish. And how much did they eat? Much as they wanted. Did y'all ever see all that that's in there? Did y'all ever see that? That it took a little kid who wasn't even numbered for the miracle to happen? That's gigantic. I want every, every if you're right-handed, hold up your right hand. Right here in front of you so you can see it. If you're left-handed, hold up your left hand right in front of you. Look, Tit Little is totally underrated today. And look at your hand. You have a thumb, which is not a finger. It's a digit. But without your thumb, your hand's pretty much crippled. It just is. But Little is totally underrated now look at your index finger. That's normally the point finger, right? If you're going to point at something, that's what you normally do. So this is our point finger, okay? That's a pretty busy finger a lot of times. Portia says I point with my middle finger. I don't know. I don't know if I do that or not. But next beside of that, beside of that is the middle finger. Really, it isn't the middle finger. There's only four fingers and a thumb, so there's really a gap between the middle finger and the ring finger. But we'll say it's the middle Finger, okay? And it's the big dog. It's the Magadaga. It's the BMOC. This is it. This is the big guy. He's got a name. Now, beside of that one, a lot of times is adorned in gold. That ring finger. You see it? That's a great finger. It's a beautiful finger. And last, we have what? Somebody say it. What is that? It's the little finger. It's the little finger. Who wants to be called Little Gary? Who wants to be called Who wants to be called Little John? Nobody. But that's that's its label. And do you know? Do you know? Fifty percent of the grip in your hand, half the grip in your hand comes from the little finger. Hey, if you're small, if you're little, you feel like you're uncounted, you're in great company. Something great can happen in your life. You feel like, I just come to fellowship, I don't really do anything. You're in a prime position for God to do something. I mean, if you've got everything, there's no room for God to show up. Who needs God if you've got everything? You know? Hey, Roger, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Are we done? Are we done? One more scripture. When they were filled, he says to them, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. And these are the scraps. 
Jesus healed a bunch of those folks on that day, and I never knew that. He healed a lot of the sick. That doesn't mean a runny nose. There were a lot of people, a lot of things that Jesus did, feeding the five thousand. He worked on the scraps of people. A lot of them were scraps. And when all this is over, Jesus tells them to pick up all the scraps, get everything up, get everything up. So this whole thing is that if you feel uncounted, you feel like you're not contributing anything to Fellowship Church, you're in good company. That's okay. That's okay. There's somewhere here at Fellowship Church that you can plug in. I know this pastor well enough. You can plug in right here because you are uniquely you. You're uniquely you. Nobody's better at you than you are. And you have been gifted a gift. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how high, how tall, how rich, however. None of that matters. But the one that created you has the right to expect you to produce. That's just the way it is. That's the Bible. Father, thank you for a great day in the Lord here. I've been excited just to be here and to speak to these people on something that's very familiar and help us to give you whatever we have. Because what you've given us is enough. In Jesus' name, Roger, put up these five bullets for me really quick. Really quick. I've got five bullets to look at. I think there's five. If you find yourself where? In a desert place, make sure you got there following Jesus. That's okay. Next, the size or age doesn't make any difference. Without the lad, we had no miracle. It doesn't matter. Whatever you have, it doesn't matter. It's enough. It don't matter if it stinks. It's enough. Okay? You have been given enough. Breaking equals blessing. Nothing happened with them lows till the breaking took place. You ever been broken? Anybody in here other than me and your preacher ever been broken? How about when you got to the other side and you look back? Can you put your hand up that you were better than when you, the breaking started? Can we praise the Lord? You know, it ain't easy, folks, to thank the Lord for the breaking till you get on the other side and you say, thank you, Lord, for that tail whooping. Thank you for that. It's made me better and drawn me closer to you. Be thankful. In every what, give what. Do we do that? Lord, this job is not what I wanted but I'm going to thank you for it. This marriage ain't taking me down the road that I wanted it to. But I'm going to lift it up to you. This child is not living up to my expectation. But I'm going to lift him up to you. Why don't we do that and be thankful? Be thankful. Father, thank you for these people. I know that they love you. They love each other. And thank you for giving me just a few minutes to speak in love to these people. And bless Fellowship Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.